Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to an all-new episode of the Creators Outlet from across the pond. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Greetings from the warehouse. Yes, yes, good to see you. Good to see you, my, my fellow. Yes. Oh, yes. Chip, 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 Cherry Hoden. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, yes, all yes. that crap from <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> so we had a little misunderstanding today. So it was, oh, it, got, it got straightened out. Uh, this is uh, Jamal Blair from Blakemore Comics. Yes, indeed. Who apparently made a couple of promo videos for the Ace Blade. So I thought he was the ace blade, and he is not the. I just made a couple videos for that dude. That's it. That's it. Hey, Jason. Aloha. He's not in Hawaii. Apparently, my my promos they work too well. They work too well. Here we go. Hey, Shadowhawk. 
<laughs> and unhinged and oh, hello to Jason in the chat yes 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 pip pip and all that yes pip, of pip course. And all that. Yes, yes so tell us what you have going on because I'm over here looking on your site and there's like a video you produced, which is, I guess, the intro into your comic universe. Okay, all right. So, so you're looking at, and I was not not the Ace Blade. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I switched sites and everything. Whew. All right, all right. So I figured uh, I'm on Studio Lobo Films. Yes. Yes, so, now you're the right place. Yes. Yeah. See, um, ours is a uh, Studio Lobo is the name of our whole publishing uh, company, and Blakemore is the main book. Well, it's the only book that's out right now. And okay. so he's like our, he's our guy. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's the main guy, and everything's going to branch off from Blakemore, everything for the rest of the universe. We'll get, uh, we'll get some images up here from the top of it. There we go. Yes. So we have some cool art to look at. Yeah, there we go. Now we're at the right place. Here we are. And I was going to play the video, and then I noticed the video is like 45 minutes long. I go, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave. That's in the, uh, the link for the, the studio is in the uh, description, and I'll throw it up in the, uh, in the chat. Yeah, there should be a, a short trailer on there too, but you know, we yeah, we don't have to <laughs> play that. Yeah, I think that's like further down here. Whoop, I filled that one out already. This okay. one, right? This is the short yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the trailer. Yeah, that's the short one. They all convert to this one. This is truly crazy. This cannot be happening. I mean, everything was normal yesterday. I woke up, I went to work, I hung out with my friends. I was just normal. So, what do you tell me? It's like I'm losing it. Am I dreaming? Am I just insane? They have no idea what this man has. What if he traveled somewhere and he got bit by something? Traveled from where? Space? Think he's like an alien or something or a zombie? Well, whatever it is, I hope it's not contagious. <laughs> Mr. Chang! That's gonna God. kill me! He's rambling on about these hallucinations. Look, you really need to take a look at this. If something was in the room above your head, sucking out your soul, I think I would have seen it. I think I saw something last night. One minute. Hey, you! He's there. And then, then, then the next minute, he's gone. You know what? That's the devil. The devil is in that room. There's so much power within you. Well, I can take you there if you wish. They all convert to this place. There it is. 
Nice. Well, alrighty then. Hi. Getting some getting some acting chops in, I see. <laughs> it's it's a, it's always a lot cheaper. <laughs> do it yourself, yeah. <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah. So so that was it. Yeah, so Blake Moore actually it started out originally my idea was I wanted it to be Thank you, Unhinged. Appreciate that. Thanks. So I wanted it to be a series, like a live action series. Yeah. So um, we did the the first um, the film, which is actually the pilot for the series, and everything. Uh, that's one. It's about forty five minutes, and um, you know, it's, it was just too expensive to you know do it yourself out of pocket, keep going. So then uh, I was like, well, make it into a comic book. And everything, so it's a, a lot cheaper. And everything, and um, so the comic book actually picks up. Yep, she wanted done right. Do it yourself. There it is. <laughs> so the comic book actually picks up about six months after the movie, and uh, we just go from there. So who's your, who's your creative team on the book? Are you it? Do you do um, everything? I okay. Well, I do. I do um, all the writing. I think my wife comes in. She she also uh, she does a lot of critiquing and everything and and proofreading because my spelling, of course, is terrible and everything. And she'll come back and kick different ideas uh, back and forth with me. And uh, my artist is a this guy. He's great. Um, Albert Desawal. He's actually in the Philippines and everything. And like he's just. You know, he he just gets inside my brain and everything, and just pulls out <laughs> what what I want and just can make it come to life. So I just send the scripts over to him, and you know, and he just bangs out masterpieces. For his wife, the editor uh, approves <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my spelling is atrocious too, and I used to write for sites. I downloaded a little program for free called Grammarly. <clears throat> it corrects stuff and it gives you uh, suggestions to change things to. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, excuse me. Rachel over here is a, the, the living British Grammarly. <laughs> and so she comes in and, and it'll be like, no, 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 no. So tell us about the character that you played in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blake Moore. See, I, I love this guy. See, um, it's funny. Um, originally, when I was first making this, this was like uh, we did the movie in, I want to say, 2016. Mm -hmm. and um, But I think I really started, you know, creating the character, I guess probably like maybe like 2013 or something, you know, but it was just like an idea and everything. And um, at the time I was like really into like Doctor Who and everything, you know, like David Tennant's Doctor Who and everything. And um, and I loved anime and, and especially this uh, this one anime, Black Butler, who's like this, uh, this demon butler guy and everything. So it was sort of like, uh, a meld between Tenet's Doctor Who and and the character Sebastian from Black Butler, 
But that's how it like started. But then, you know, by the time I started getting into like writing the, the script for the film, it changed and became more and more of like his own his own person, you know, his own character. Yeah, because I saw the I saw like the blazing sword in his hand. Yeah. And the streak of white going through his hair. And I'm like, I immediately went to dude looks similar to Jason Blood, who mm. is the host of the demon from DC Comics. Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that, but um, but yeah, like I love Etrigan and everything. So like I guess who knows, that could be like <laughs> deep in my mind, but that wasn't uh, anything conscious. But, um, I, I used to love David Tennant until I saw the new special. Yeah, yeah. You saw it last night, and uh, yeah, you can go away. <laughs> you can go away now, Tennant. <laughs> yeah. Asking a CGI cat what their pronouns are. <laughs> Man, now, at least we've got Tom Baker, right? <laughs> yeah, just just keep watching the the old the old. Yeah, just just read the old books, read read the old novels, watch the old sh shows before insanity took over. <laughs> so, you, do you have one book out now? Yeah, um, actually, we've got two two issues. It's okay. um, this first storyline is a complete storyline. Um, it's called uh, the Body Thief. Anything where uh, Blakemore is uh, taking on this? Uh, <laughs> it's it's not. <laughs> I know that name may sound something. <laughs> so don't watch the news. Doctor oh. Who special. I thought that would be the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in, so this is a two-part storyline that kicks off everything, and um, and uh, basically there's a. Uh, a whole rash of like missing persons all throughout like New York City, and um, and uh, Blake Morris, uh, was like love interest, uh, you know, partner Simone, everything. Uh, her younger brother, um, goes missing, everything, and that's when that's when like uh, he gets pulled into this thing. So uh, then uh, they go and they go to the police department, and everything, because the, the boy he's been missing. For like two days, and uh, nobody can um, can find him. And then that's when they find out that there's lots of people missing, and everything. And uh, that's when Blakemore gets involved in the in the hunt, which leads him to the body thief. Which uh, that's all I can say right now because the book is out. <laughs> What's it? Now, how did you produce the book? Did you crowdfund? Oh no, um, this uh, the book I just. Totally did out of pocket, but I mean, from now on, I'll be crowdfunding and everything because that makes because I want to be able to continue doing this. But um, you know, uh, for this one, you know, just like with the film, you know, I just did it straight out of pocket and, and just got these two issues done. Two issues straight out of pocket. Yeah, and it and it hurt that pocket. And, and you're still married. <laughs> well, 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 that's why you're going to write a book about that. that. That's, that's why there's, there's, there's no third issue right now because from now on it's definitely going to be crowdfunded and everything. Yeah, after that second issue, the editor said, 
Yep, that's when uh that's when the editor was like, ah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're gonna get somebody else to pay for this. <laughs> so uh how did you distribute the book? I, I was uh working with a publisher, Advent Comics. Okay. And um and uh so the Advent they they distributed uh the first two issues for us. But um from now on you know, right now we're looking at just going self-publishing, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm uh, doing the books through like a lot of, uh, what you call like uh, comic book festivals, things, and um, yeah, and so that's that's mainly how we're gonna go now. More like self-published, and uh, yeah, but Advent put out the books initially for us. crowdfunding platform are you planning on using for issue three? Oh, well, I've been looking at Kickstarter and uh, there's another one that um, another writer friend told me about Zook, which uh, she worked on. He used a book. He uh, put a book out through Zook. So between Kickstarter and Zook will be what I'm looking at from now on. Zook takes a higher percentage. Oh, of the creator's funds. Oh. Like, uh, I think Kickstarter is like 5 or 6%. Zoop is around 10%. Oh. Wow, I did not know that. So I'm, I'm glad I talked to you today. <laughs> you know. uh, there's there's uh, other people have been using uh, Indiegogo. Mm. That site is broken. They literally from what they've done have proved that they don't want comics on their site. Mm. Um, they've got a bunch of people that would probably love the doctor who special that just aired. Uh, and if you don't sound like you like the doctor who special that just aired, uh, they will shadow ban your project Ooh. and still take their cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason, I found out that they took that much uh, because uh, Frankie B. Washington and Matt Blair uh, originally put uh, their their series uh, Kaijus and Cowboys up on that platform first, and uh, then they didn't go back. They went direct, They went directly to Kickstarter. There's Ooh. another platform that's fairly new that uh, friends of ours uh, created. Uh, you saw the little. Uh, Snippet for it, uh, fund my comic, yeah. Okay, it's uh, uh, FMC, uh, fundmycomic.com. Uh, they take a lower percent, it's still a uh, a smaller platform, it's grown tremendously. Um, there's a lot of big Mike Barron is funding everything through Fund My Comic now, and he just did a western book with uh, Pat Broderick that he had teamed with before. Yeah, Jason says uh, he advises Kickstarter or Fund My Comic. Okay. Yeah, that's. That, I think I've heard enough about Zoop. I, I, <laughs> to, to, uh, I'm all zooped out. To be stared away. And you know, it's funny because like the guy that um that used it, you know, in the first place, and everything in, he didn't say don't go there. But like at first, he was really happy with it and everything. And then when I talked to him about it later, because I was like, you know, I'm 
looking to do crowdfunding for uh, you know, my next uh, project. And um, I was thinking of Zoop or Kickstarter. And he was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, at first he was, he was like the big, he was the real champion, but then it was like, I didn't notice there was a difference. <laughs> it, was a, it was a difference in there. So, uh, yeah, yeah Shadowhawk got, got the book uh, Bronze Star from Mike Barrett and Pat Broderick. It says it's fire. Oh, nice. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike the Red Baron that will tell you that uh, uh, it's the best work of Pat Broderick's career is that book. Oh. Well, that sounds like I need to check this out. Which amazed me because I didn't know Pat Broderick was still alive. <laughs> I think so. Um, Not only am I still alive, but I'm still working. <laughs> still working like a like no tomorrow. It's a nice, sizable fat book, and the the art on it was beautiful looking. So, uh, introduce us to the characters from uh, from left to right up here. Okay, so far left is this character named Terry Terry Park. Now, Terry actually comes from another film that I made, which is uh, before Blakemore. His film is called Forgotten Kingdom. And um, and basically in that film, there's uh, an older race of humans and everything, and they use uh, use 50% of their brains and everything. And, um, and so they have like all these powers and everything, psychic abilities and everything that, you know, that we're not, you know, we, we don't have because we just don't have that part of our brain unlocked. And um, Terry, even though he's a, you know, he's a regular human, but uh, that part of his brain gets unlocked and everything. And so he's, he's able to tap into those powers. And um, originally Forgotten Kingdom and Blakemore, they weren't connected, but now I'm bringing them all into like the same universe. Everything. So that's a, uh, and so that movie is also a full movie um, and it's prequel that I made. They're both on the website. Uh, that you know people can watch, and their book will just be jumping off right after the end of that of where that movie ends. The book will continue from that, and then cool. And um, then we have uh, Simone. So Simone Summerton, she comes from the Blakemore film. I think so. And um, she's the the nurse that you saw in the trailer. Yeah. And with, with Blakemore. So. So she's uh, she meets Blakemore during their film, during their their first adventure, because there's this uh, this being that's sucking out life force of uh, patients in the hospital and everything, and uh, and that's how she ends up meeting Blakemore, and you know they 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 start working together after that, and and that's where their, their story is. On um, the next one, then of course there's Blakemore himself in the center. Yeah. And so now next is a uh, character called Okunrin, which uh, in uh, I cannot remember the language, which is pretty bad. It anything, but it could be Swahili. I'm not, but don't don't quote me on that. Because it might not be correct, but um, it translates to Lion Man and everything. And so I wanted a character that was like uh, on the African like continent and everything. And so. That's that's this character, 
uh, he and uh, the woman next to him, her name is Shenga. And uh, how I, I've also, I've always loved like, uh, you know, Greek mythology and different things. And um, so their characters, and they're just like different like world mythology. And so their characters are tied into this group that, you know, I call like the Titans. And with the Titans, that's, uh, I took characters from like a Western uh, African mythology, from like a Greek mythology and everything, and just meld it all together and everything. So basically like Zeus and these uh, people and everything, they, they came down to earth, but they're from a different planet. They're not, you know, gods, they're superpowered aliens. Like aliens. And, um, and Shanga and Okunran are descendants of the Titans. Everything, a human descendants of Titans. And uh, they're both descendants of uh, this uh, character from uh, West, West African mythology called Shango, who's a thunder god. Everything. And um, so they are blood descendants of, of him. Everything. And, uh, and so they inherited superpowers from there. Okay. Um, the character, his head is cut off right, <laughs> right now, but he's like floating. He's like flying in there. This uh, character, he's not from Greek mythology. And I think he's a straight up alien. His uh, name is Helios. You know, of course, I took the name from Greek mythology and everything. But um, Helios. No relation. <laughs> no, no relation. No relation. <laughs> no relation. He is basically in the Blakemore universe. You know, he, he he's our Superman. You know, he's, he's, he's our Superman. This is a guy. You know, he's an alien. Um, you know, he gets his powers from the sun, everything, but you know, it's it's different. He's super strong and he can fly, but he can do a whole lot of other things that Superman isn't doing this week because like each week they seem to give him new powers. So so he may be maybe doing doing those things in the, in the next next issue. But as of as of this week, he does things that so far Superman isn't able to do. Anything. And the final character, and it's this is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. This character, her name is Bad Marta. They think she's a, a bounty hunter from a planet, uh, Zarkodia. Everything. So she comes from a, a long line of bounty hunters, like three generations of bounty hunters. Everything. And um, she's got uh, super strength and very sassy. And, and uh, yeah, she's a, and loves fashion. But she's a excellent bounty hunter and goes around the galaxy. Collecting uh collecting bounties and using them often to buy high fashion clothing. Yes. And sparkly guns. Yes, she loves the sparkling guns. Yes. So these so bad martyr is your Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. If Mandalorian cared about fashion, <laughs> there we go. They care too much about functionality and not getting shot. <laughs> yeah. You burned a hole in my card again. <laughs> so you started working on this story back in 2012. Here we are in 2023. And you want to push forward with the story, but only if it gets crowdfunded. Well, because you have orders from the editor. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I was, I was about to say something, but the editor just shot me a look. So, yes, of course, <laughs> it has to be with crowd with the people's help. <laughs> yes, it's very important to keep telling the story uh, with the public's help. <laughs> yes. Now, what I know of crowdfunding is usually from me spending too much money. Uh, now, Advent distributed these. Uh, were they distrib Were they worldwide distribution or just uh, like uh, UK and the states? Or um, but it was uh, pretty much in the states mainly, and everything. And um, there was a there's one kind uh, of um, I guess a seller. Forbidden Planet, that uh, we were able to buy, uh, that I think the books were able were available in the UK through Forbidden Planet. But uh, I think Forbidden Planet's um, back home in America, I think yeah. so. And um, but um, <laughs> but uh, it was uh, everything else was pretty much different things like you know comicsology and different things that you know mainly in in America. Uh, Jason wants to know how much of issue three is in the works or done. Um, none of the artwork has been, been done on issue three yet. It's all, uh, but the, the script is completed. You know the script, and uh, and my wife Rachel, she she says she knows I, I'm constantly. One of my problems is I'm constantly like tinkering on on scripts. Like I'll, I'll write something, and I'll come back and be like, wait, man, I can push this a little bit more, change this a little bit. So she's the one that comes in. With, It'll just put like a lock on. Okay, you can't work on this anymore. This story is it's it's done. Be, it's done. So the write script, something else. <laughs> yeah. So the script is completely done for uh, for issue three. And actually, um, what it is is okay. How it's going to go is uh, I have the the next storyline. Everything, but we're actually going to divert from that. So we've got the first two. Uh, books, and then the next book that's going to come out is actually going to be like a mainly is an origin story of Blakemore, and then, uh, and then we go after the origin story. Then we're going to go back to the the uh, current timeline, and and pick up with what will be like issue three and four, everything after that. Did you ever think of? including his origin story as flashbacks over a few issues just well, giving people clues to oh oh yeah well that, that's throughout throughout these issues there's going to be little things sprinkled in and everything along the way that you learn more and more about him and everything but um even in the origin story it's i mean his origin is it, Okay, basically, he's a character that's been alive for centuries and centuries and everything. So the origin um, story is not going to be a full origin, but it's going to. But he hasn't always had the powers that he has, really. So this, uh, the origin story, is going to pretty much explain how he gets this set of powers and and everything from there, and and becomes like and gets a, 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 and eventually gets the name Blakemore and everything. So. That's pretty much what that part of the origin story is going to be, but um, throughout, but it's still not going to tell everything about him. And throughout the the books, 
there'll be different things revealed uh, about him. You know, and you got a character that's been alive for 600 years. You know, you can, you can sprinkle in different things. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like how uh, they, they, the original Valiant uh, with Bob Layton and Jim Shooter did uh, Eternal Warrior. Because they had a few people in the original Valiant universe that were basically eternal. Obviously, Eternal Warrior is eternal. Uh, um, but his brother was Armstrong of the Otter and Armstrong title, who they dropped little tidbits here and there that he was actually somebody from mythology. Mm. Oh, I like that. Um, so they had a couple people that have been out you know, been around for hundreds of years. And uh, then they brought in uh, some smaller titles, one of which is still my favorite to this day uh, from that from that line was uh, Shadow Man. Why did you read that one? Um, a lot of voodoo stuff going on. It's, it's down in the bayous of Louisiana. Ooh, okay. Um, and he can cross into the shadows. Basically, he can cross into like mm. and back, and he learns magic use. Uh, but his uh, his job, aka his gig, um, in the original series, is he was a sax player at a nightclub. Mm. Because it incorporated all the New Orleans stuff and okay, you know. So wait, pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Wait, what's this? Oh, I might be thinking of something different. Because oh, oh, uh, I know there was a show. It made him like what that was like Nightman or something. That he was like the a, a sax player or something. Or is this a different character? Uh, uh, it's a it's a different character. Nightman was uh, from Malibu Comics. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, Shadow Man was from Valiant. Oh, okay. Okay. Because when he said the, the nightclub in New Orleans, I was like, wait, did, did I see this? But like, no, no. Yeah, totally. The, uh, the biggest push they did on the Shadow Man book is uh, they teamed up with Aerosmith. Oh. And Aerosmith appeared like on the cover, like they were playing a show down there. And uh, oh. they, they teamed up on the cover. Uh, and they were in the book. Oh, that's crazy! Wow. Um, so it was it was it was pretty cool. A friend of mine actually has that issue signed by the entire Aerosmith band. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, nice. And I told him, I go, well, you missed my birthday and Christmas this year. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll buy you something out of a dollar bin. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Like you won't get this book in the dollar bin. <laughs> what's what's weird is because because the original Valiant universe is you know a a, a dead universe now. Mm. Um, there were a bunch of books that there's still a lot of there's still a good handful of books from them that hold a you know pretty good value, like first first key appearances and and stuff like that. Uh, Books that were like, you know, printed short, 
mm-hmm. anything like that, you know, so you could still like spend some, some like actual money on books, but you, you can, you can score that. If you're a patient, you can score them and actually put together like the entire run. Mm, that's nice. I'm pretty close now. Uh, last year I bought probably about 60 issues and they were all autographed. Oh, all signed books, oh. like two, three bucks a piece. I was basically, pay, re, I have to I was basically paying the guy for the autograph. I was basically <laughs> paying for the sig. <laughs> well, I'll give you the book, but I need a couple of bucks for the autographs. Okay. Hey. They were unattainable wow. before, and now they're everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, to do that, I'd have to speak with the with the editor over yes, here. Yes, you're going to speak with the editor. Yes. <laughs> um. So, something that you would have to put into consideration is uh, what kind of deal you had with your distributor for the first two issues. Uh, If they still have rights to distribute those first two issues or if it's fallen back to you. A lot of people, when they back a crowdfunder, you know, over the course of years, you're going to run into new customers that aren't going to want to dive in if they can't read what has come before. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, the popularity of the ketchup tier, and I'm not talking squash tomatoes, <laughs> so they can buy the back issue, they can get the ketchup tier, which would be like whatever you have for new issue or issue or issues. Sometimes people put like two books in one to uh, save, save time on, because they only let you... Uh, on like Kickstarter, you can only make like approximately four Kickstarters a year maximum. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Um, because they have so it's like four or five. I'm not sure which. Uh, from my comic doesn't have anything like that. Uh, as long as as long as you, uh, you know, as long as you fulfill with with the uh, people that back you. They're like, you can just keep make make as much money as you can. Go ahead. Put out as many books as you can. <laughs> just fulfill those orders and everything. And yeah, you know, if, I like that. If you're willing to do the work, you can make as many books as you want, and you can still make as many books as you want. You can have them, you know, all the art done and in the can. And if you make enough to, uh, you know, create like the next couple of issues, and the. See what the the good thing is is that you're across the pond, so you don't have to pay insane amounts of shipping mm. to the UK, and then have to fill out tax forms and pay them taxes. Mm. It's like, man, we left there for that reason. <laughs> So you can, um, there's uh, somebody that creative friends of mine have worked with before is a guy by the name of RJ. Um, he he does, 
he does logistics and shipping for books. A lot of books that come from the UK and beyond, when they go to fulfill, the way to get around certain fees and stuff, you pack up all your books, you put them in a big box as big as there's, there's like a weight limit on it for, you know, how many you can put in. Um, and then you can ship them one box. So you only pay in one shipping fee mm. and it's a lot cheaper than for like each individual one. <clears throat> and you send the books to somebody like him. He packs them up in the, in the Gemini's with everything that's going to be assembled in them. Like if there's like trading cards or stickers or, you know, keychains, what have you. And he bubble wraps everything, puts them in there, puts them in a nice shipping bag and, and sends them off. That way you're saving yourself money. You're saving the customers money because now they're just paying for local U.S. shipping or people over there are just paying yeah. for local uh, European shipping. Australia is another matter. Um, I usually refer to them as the digital tier. <laughs> strictly digital for you guys. Just. And and they hate that, but uh there there's way there's ways around that too, but like if a friend of mine had to ship like three copies of one of his books to Australia. It was hundreds of dollars for airmail. Goodness. He sent it on a slow boat to Aussie. <laughs> it cost seventy dollars to ship to ship those books. Three oh, three. One, two, three. <laughs> three books. Because the, the, the shipping there is ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's digital. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Uh there's other ways around it because there's actually an Amazon in Australia. So Australia people could actually buy your book if you have it on Amazon. Amazon will print it and ship it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I like that. Yeah, I'm, that just, I'm definitely just, a lot better than paying seventy dollars for to ship three three copies of a book. Oh yeah, Canada's rough too. Like, uh. Like it's another country. You go. It borders on ours. How expensive could it be? Well, we've got we've got we've got tariffs on you. There's an ocean between us. No, that's a lake. <laughs> Niagara that's, Falls. <laughs> that's Lake Michigan. That's Lake Michigan. You. It's not oh. an ocean. So it's like twenty dollars to ship one book to Canada. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Uh, but there's a there's a company in Canada. That will pack much like sending stuff to RJ. We'll pack the stuff for creators in Canada into their truck, and they're going to do a delivery in upstate New York, which is actually them just driving all your stuff to the New York Post Office and paying the US shipping from New York to every place else in the States. Mm -hmm. I've learned some tricks in the last few years. 
see, please, please send me these these people after we get done talking. On it. There's a lot of people uh, on X, a lot of indie comics people on X that are uh, more than happy to answer all kinds of questions that have practical knowledge, not just, you know, me repeating stuff that they've told me. No, no, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, because um, I mean, these taxes are insane. It's insane stuff. Oh, oh especially, yeah, especially now everywhere. It's just, you know, literally beyond belief. It's like, look, we all just want to read some comics from all over the world. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Like, we're not, you know, you know, we're not like, you know, buying, you know, cobalt out of mines or something. Leave <laughs> us alone. Um, I know a lot of people do... Uh, On, on, it's difficult because on, on some platforms, uh, like I think on Indiegogo, there's a there's a market for original art. People love to buy original art on Indiegogo, like actual pages from the book. Oh, but the modern problem is a lot of artists nowadays are just working digital which leaves that you don't have that. Mm. Um, but then there's people that do, there's a lot of people that do like uh, multiple variant covers for their books. And you get like a different artist to do the actual cover. Yeah. If it's a traditional artist, then, <clears throat> then you can work something out and actually have them ship you the original art for the book. And then you can put that up available and uh, some some people work something out with the artist. If it sells, uh, they do some kind of split uh, for, for extra money on top of what you pay for the commission. Um, others just say, you know, just paid you for the commission. Just send me, send me the, you know, the scan and everything, and we'll see yeah. if it's if it's what I want. Uh, we'll call it done, and you cut him the check. Um, but variant covers are popular because a different cover is going to speak to different people. Mm -hmm. Which cover do you like? I like this one. I like that one. Well, then you get some schmuck like me who can't decide. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happened only a, a okay three times it's happened uh, I bought because uh, they were so they were so affordable um, I bought every floppy that the guy offered um, for a for a cryptid title that he was doing so it's like all like you know monsters, mm. like the great the gray space alien, Bigfoot, yeah. and and stuff like that. Um, and the book was phenomenal. It was such a good book. Thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Uh, so it was I worth was, it. It was worth you know. So it was it was worth it. And 
all of his covers came with a protective paper layer over it. So it looked like a blank cover with nothing on it, not even writing. <clears throat> but it's set up so one side of it is perforated so you can actually safely remove it from the book. Oh, nice. But it makes it so you're not getting, like if you just got one copy and it was like a holographic foil cover. You don't have any white gloves to put on to make sure you don't get your <laughs> fingerprints all over the foil. Be like, ruin oh, the foil. <laughs> it, looks, it still looks pretty, but if but I want to grade, if I want to grade this book, it's going to be like a five point Like, oh, there were like thirty seven hundred fingerprints on this book. <laughs> Do you have children, sir? Yes, that explains it. And uh, but they. A lot of people they'll get uh they'll get artists different artists to do like prints so like an image that they did off your characters you know in the book um and they'll use that as uh as a stretch goal so once you get like over like 200 people that have bought it then you print that up and all the, you know, everybody will get that stretch goal. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a, uh, we like to refer to them as tchotchkes because <clears throat> there'll be stickers and cards. Uh, one of the one of the new ones is uh, like these little double sided uh, figures. It's not an action figure. It's, it's like flat. But the uh, the image of whatever kind of character it is is inside the middle of that, and oh. it comes with like a little stand, so you can make like a little display of characters. I got I got those with the uh, uh, when I bought all the covers off of Indiegogo for a, for a book called Mavericks that was actually printed in uh, European size. Hmm. Jason, I think people like stretch goals that go into the book over the tchotchkes, like more pages or spot gloss. Mm. I think the sad part, Jason, is we like all that shit. <laughs> we like it all. Um, yeah, more pages, uh, higher paper quality, uh, higher cover uh, stock quality, uh, UV spotting, like just on like the characters, so they stand out. So the background is is like a, a, a flat monotone, and then like they, they pop oh, a bit know. more. Yeah, Blackmore would be popping with his white white streaks and blazing sword on the cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, yo, definitely. Well, um, actually, the next book. Oh, oh well, I know you're talking about like um our deal with uh, Advent and anything earlier. So basically, they had a full year to um, put out the two issues. Yeah, and um, you know that comes to in, in well, you know, with this year and everything. So in January, on it's you know we're we've got control of everything again, and um, and so, so every, everything's back to you. So you could you could include that. Yeah. Uh, in that um <clears throat> you could even 
instead of making them separate, you could combine them so that his one-shot origin story is a backup in a trade. Oh, oh well, well, what I'm actually going to do is um, uh, I'm going to combine those two stories that you're talking about, the two, those first two, the story mm -hmm. storyline, but there's going to be two additional stories in that. And um, one is going to be a Bad Martyrs uh, story, and another is going to be Shanga uh, for a story for her and everything. So people get that, the buy thief in one, you know, trade, they'll get their stories also. And then the next would be his uh, origin story in its own, its own uh, graphic novel. So, yeah, well, see right there. Now you went from that script is written, but none of the art is done. Mm -hmm. To this is going to be a graphic novel, like a trade paperback now, and the first two thirds of it, well, the first half of it is done mm. because you've got the print files from issues one and two. Yeah. So that's all done. So the book is half done. So now you've got actual preview pages of that that you can put up on the crowdfunder to, to let people see stuff and to tease them with stuff and then tell them, and the other half of the book is is written. It's being worked on now, and yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, there's, you know, they were released prior as floppies. Now they're going to be available in a trade with two additional backup stories for characters. Yeah, so it's time to. And Get the now, whole universe and, in there. And now you got close to a 100-page graphic novel. Mm. Mm. Well, like I said, the scripts are ready to go, <laughs> you know? And, uh, well, you have that and the fact that uh, you can beef it up a little bit because, like I said, people like, like different covers. So mm. you would probably want a different cover for the, the trade. Yeah. But in the back... You add in all the covers for the individual issues in like a little gallery and oh, I like that artwork. Um, some people put in, uh, you know, additional uh, sketch work from the artist, uh, you know, from the beginning of the conception of the characters to the final outcome. Because, you know, Darth Vader didn't just appear. Mm. Yeah, uh, it goes through a lot of... Uh... Yeah, a lot of, con a lot of conceptions and changes before you get to the, the final product. Uh, you know, and you'll know when you're there because your editor will tell you. <laughs> Stop, that's it. We're done. That's it. <laughs> no more reworking. <laughs> We've made it. <laughs> this is it. So now the big question is, when are you thinking of 
going to crowdfunding for this? Oh, well, I'm looking at, so I've got uh, two shows to do this January. And um, I wanted, wanted us to, originally I wanted to crowdfund around February, but maybe like a little, little later, maybe like May at the latest, something like that. Around May, I want to be ready to go. Like April, May? Yeah. Well, uh, work with your editor. I'm just being an asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> work, work with your editor and get some, get like a, you know, a small flyer or something that you, you can get, you know, art done for. And, you know, basically announcing that you're going to be coming to, you know, Kickstarter and, you know, crowdfunding platforms uh, for the rest of the universe. And that, you know, you can buy these two issues now. They're available now. I've got them now. Here they are. Um, there's going to be a, a trade coming out, which will include these two issues plus two more issues. Yeah. Um, and then, then you just have to go through, you know, basically logistics. Mm. How much is it going to cost you to get it printed? Um, do you want to just get it printed in the UK or do you want to get it printed through, uh, you know, a company stateside that will, uh, as soon as they print all your books, they'll ship them out to the addresses that they have lists of. It's a lot of stuff. It's going to make your head hurt. <laughs> I know because I haven't even done it yet. It, it, it makes my head hurt every time I think about it. It's like, oh. But, but yeah, that, that, um, that's definitely what I would definitely need. Like a, a company, you know, back home, like stateside that would like, because we found a really good printer over here in, uh, mm -hmm. in England, but. Uh, you know, I need something stateside that can do the work. And, you know, if they ship it out too, that would be, that'd be the cherry on top right there. You know, the, uh, there's some companies that, uh, they print them. Uh, you get a lot less for them, but they're available like print on demand. Same thing you would do. Like if you, if you put the books up on, uh, Amazon, mm. Like you'll just, you know, see money appearing in your account. You don't know what's this thirty dollars for. Oh, you sold ten <laughs> books. Oh, okay. Because it's not a bad thing. <laughs> now you got books in more people's hands, and oh, it's my thumb that I cut on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, I'm supposed to cut the turkey, not that's a thumb. No, no. I was talking, turning sideways, and um. But it, those books are still selling, but you've already done the work. And then you have somebody like an Amazon that's going to print up your book, package the book, and ship it out. Hmm. So it's not costing you anything for printing after that point. So you, you're getting a, you know, a, a piece of the action, shall we say. You're getting a piece of the action. Amazon's getting most of it, but you're still getting you're still getting something back because they can buy it on Amazon and then you get people to review it on Amazon and 
you know, review on any sites that you're on. And then they'll be like, you know, a whole, before you even uh, launch, you need to spend a couple of months just saturating social media mm. with, you know, this is coming and it's on the way and you can stop going on panels on shows like this and Thanks for many, <laughs> many other shows. So happy not to be the ace blade. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sure gonna, watch this. I'm sorry. I'm just going to convince other people that, that have ace blade and then get on this show. I'm like, hey, everybody. Hey, you're not Studio Loa. He goes, no, I'm ace blade. Oh, oh okay. I get it. But there's, there's, there's so many good people out there in the community that will have tons of information for you and you know, you can you can pick their brains. Uh, I'll send you a message with some people. Thank you. <laughs> I'll put you in touch. Hey, we got a crowdfunder virgin here. Uh, he needs to know some stuff. But it's good that you've already, you know, you already got two issues out and uh, it was distributed for you. And that was cool. How did this the the distribution deal come about? Um, well, you know, basically it was one of those things like I finished uh, I finished most of of uh, the work I think for one issue, and I just started submitting to you know pretty much everybody you know mm -hmm. uh, everybody out there and. Um, and yeah, we got beat up a lot. We were like, oh no, no, no. Now a lot of love rejections are no, no. And then um we came across the advent. And um, and actually I think the book wasn't finished at that time. And um and uh, Tony Cottrell from Advent, he loved what he saw. I think I only had like about I don't think the second book was finished uh, when I submitted to him. That about um, you know, he loved it, but um but he and he was like, uh, when it's when the storyline is finished, you know, come <laughs> come back and and uh, and you know, and we can do something, and uh, and that's what it was. So, you know, after I finished the second book, then I came back and and uh, you know, and he put us out. Well, congratulations on that because usually it doesn't end up like that, <laughs> uh, but. You know who else has a whole filing cabinet full of rejection letters? Todd McFarland. Well, that, I'm, I mean, feel good to be in that company then, because uh, you know I'm yeah, not those... saying you're going to be a multi-billionaire with your own toy company, <laughs> but I got to learn how to make some figurines. I got yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's there's so much stuff going on. People like. Uh, doing like 3D print sculptures and uh, making, you know, making figures. Uh, Ethan Van Scriber just made like two waves of cyber frog figures for the series that he started in the 90s and really cashed in and said, oh, I own this. I'm just going to keep writing. <laughs> why, why not? And people just swore. <laughs> 
Jawet is like, I thought that was like one of the most hilarious books I ever read in the nineties. I didn't read um, Cyberfolk, but I've watched a few of his uh, videos yep. on YouTube where he was like talking about it and everything. And uh, yeah, so that's how uh, how I, I know about it. But I didn't actually um, I haven't actually got a chance to read the actual book yet. I uh, I got to meet him back in 2015 at uh, Boston Comic Con. Oh, nice! Some kid that I can't stand now uh, went with me and uh, got his autograph and got a uh, got a remark on his like hardcover green lantern stuff so he did like a you know a profile sketch of hal jordan's head and then drew, drew out his 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 like 3d funky uh lantern logos that used to just like emanate off the chests yeah. of everybody i'm like that's cool looking but uh that just makes me think that I've been driving at night in the rain and, and just, <laughs> the lights hitting it just right. So it's bright, sir. Like, go turn off those high beams. Who knows? That's probably where you got the idea from. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Was, well, I was looking at this image while I was driving in the rain last night. <laughs> That's not safe. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and it just <laughs> kind of like. Whoosh, Shot off the book, you know. I think I'm gonna start drawing it like that. Is that what happened? Probably not. <laughs> did it sound funny? It did to me. I, I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> you know, PTP has done toys as well. There's a lot of possibilities out there, yes, indeed. Uh, I know, uh, earlier this year, uh Graham Nolan, uh, one of the co-creators of Bane, along with Chuck Dixon, came out with uh, one of his first books that he released. I talked to him before he started Compass Comics back in 2019. Um, met, him at a, met him at a local show. And uh, he released a plushie of his creature called the Chinoo. Which is which is basically like a yeti, um, but it lives in upstate New York. <laughs> so uh, he even made beer based oh, on nice. based on that book. Uh, you had you had to go you had to go up north north of New York to get it, but um, that's nice. Oh, that's a oh, that's a golden idea. And the funniest thing I ever saw is. Like on all Kickstarters and stuff, there's there's things where you can, uh, you know, tip somebody a dollar or more just because you like what they're doing, or uh, you can. Uh, there's a ten dollar tier where you can pay ten dollars. You don't get anything for the ten dollars a lot of times, but it's just like you know, making you know a larger than a dollar dollar or two mm-hmm. donation towards towards the creator. Uh, Graham Nolan re-edited that box and it said, buy Graham a beer. $10. Almost 100 people bought Graham beers. <laughs> oh my God. That was genius. I love it. 
I, I would do something like buy buy Jamal pancakes. Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite pancakes are made with bacon. You talk about language. <laughs> yes. You fry a full strip of bacon, and then when you go to turn it, you flip the bacon, and then you fold the bacon in half. Then you dry the bacon off on a paper towel, a little bit of grease, uh, and then you put them back on the griddle, and then over the ends, the two ends of the of the bacon that met up. Then you pour the pancake batter and you make silver dollar pancakes over it. Oh the bacon God. is a handle. What? You, dip, you dip them in, you dip them in the maple syrup, pop them in your mouth. Oh my goodness. And then you get a bowl of bacon crunching. Oh my goodness. This is a, like a dream come true. <laughs> oh my goodness. I need I need to do this. <laughs> Bacon silver dollar lollipops. <laughs> I need to do this. Oh my goodness. Don't do it that often because uh if you don't have diabetes now, <laughs> you soon will. <laughs> Not from the bacon, from the fact that you just dipped a pancake into a bowl of maple syrup. <laughs> It was worth it. It was <laughs> so good. It's like, what are those? I'll take that sacrifice. <laughs> Your pancakes have a handle? He goes, yeah. Pancakes made of bacon. <gasps> pancakes with a bacon handle. Insane. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Tell that to whoever cooks at your local pub, and they'll be like, just try it once. <laughs> Put on a bunch of freebies. Hey, who wants a pancake on a bacon stick? <laughs> that might just be a new business over here. Just, just uh, bring that to England. Just start, start doing that. It'll be it'll replace bangers and mash on the menu. <laughs> no, it's something crazy from America. What is this? Yes. Oh yeah, you just put that. I I thought he was saying pip pip. <laughs> it's BTP. <laughs> it's getting dark here. <laughs> Can't tell. Daylight savings time. It's four thirty in the <laughs> afternoon, and it looks like it's midnight. But we've been at it. We've been at it an hour. Been a pleasure to talk to you and oh, find out great. more about Studio Lobo and Blackmore. Uh, Thank you. Once we got past that hurdle of no, I was just doing videos for another video. <laughs> it's all good. Well, if that's what got me over here, I'm I'm glad for the mix-up. <laughs> Thanks. It was hey, it worked out. I've actually had uh I've had a few people that uh I can't that I ran across on TikTok that I didn't know prior um come on the show uh Can't, one guy, I can't remember. I just remember he, he puts like these weird like 3D glasses on and he wears a tinfoil hat. Dismay Comics. <laughs> he's a funny guy. He's got some really, uh, he's, a, he's a horror buff. So all his books are horror. And uh, then uh, Tommy from uh, World at War Comics. 
So you get like everybody, like the cross section of like everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I started following Tommy on TikTok and then he started doing giveaways. And I've won like two or three giveaways from him. I can't unfollow him. <laughs> He's a super nice guy. I wish I had half the money he spent on McFarland toys. <laughs> I could oh, buy yeah, a couple of steaks for Christmas, but no. <laughs> um, I won a uh, Boba Fett pop. The ones that they make that have the uh, like the uh, a print up of the the cover of the comic book that they're famous for. Oh yeah, yeah. Behind them, so it's got like uh, the expensive first time Boba Fett appeared in the uh, in the Marvel oh. comic book run. Um, and he was on the cover. I won that off of me, sent it out to me. Oh, wow. uh, I I joined him for a, a podcast about action figures with you know a couple other collectors. Uh, guy uh, Spawn Hunter, who actually created the first Spawn. <coughs> Jimmy uh, created a a Spawn Con, so a Spawn convention. Oh. But it was a fan-run one. But then a month later, Tommy's sitting down interviewing Todd McFarlane. That's crazy. I think it's from all the money he spent. <laughs> it was like a thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, he was at he was at a convention somewhere in the country, and uh he he took he took like about an you know an hour or so out of his day to sit down for an interview with, oh, with Tommy. So cool. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I found out he's putting out uh, another dozen new titles next year. Oh. And in 2025, another two dozen books. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, you're not fooling me a second time. I fell for that in the 90s. <laughs> I bought all that stuff. I was buying Spawn, Spawn of Spawn Dark Ages, which I loved, Sam and Twitch, which was which was great. Mm. Uh and like two or three other books. And I'm like, and now he's doing that. I go, no. And of course, I was kicked in the kicked myself in the butt again because much like in the late 80s, when I saw some stupid sounding book called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I left that crap on the shelf. I go, that sounds dumb. This will never be anything. Now, where's my 32 Batman titles? <laughs> really? <sighs> um, I've been kicking myself in the butt ever since. I actually changed my mind and went back the next day. Go, just on a lark. <laughs> you have any more of those left? It was, it was, base. They were sold out 20 minutes after you left yesterday. Ooh. Ooh. You have like 50 copies. I know. Thank God. <laughs> oh. It's imagine if you had like an original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh my God. An original issue one, first print. <laughs> but no. Oh my goodness. See, if I, I had a time machine, oh my goodness. Uh, I... <laughs> Superman number one, let me buy. 12 of these. <laughs> well, we can go kick Tenet out of the TARDIS and tell him it's none of his business what, what our personal pronouns are. It's done. 
you could sell one copy of Action Comics number one and fund all your movies and comics (laughs) (laughs) for the rest of your life. (laughs) I mean, 20 years ago when Action number one was beat to hell, it was found as they were disassembling, they were demolishing a house, like gutting it. I guess the kid's parents thought comic books were evil and he folded up and hid an action number one behind the wall. Used to fold it up, hid it behind the wall. They found it like 50 something years later. Uh, It wasn't quite all contained. There were, you know, damage holes and stuff, but it was still worth a few thousand dollars because there's imagine? there's there's not many of them left. Oh my goodness. I'm like I know uh a detective twenty seven first Batman sold the other year for like uh twenty 24 or 27 million. Oh my God. Wow. Like a lot of people can't afford, obviously, basically nobody can afford to buy those. <laughs> like, wow. Um, you know, maybe a Nick Cage or something. Um, because he's a huge comic book collector. But that's why the uh they've been coming out with the reprints. And uh, the facsimiles, where they include all the original ads in the books. Oh, nice. Um, now those come out; they're like they're like ten bucks a piece. That's uh, just like that's just torture. They, they sell out the day they're released. They sell out from every store because people will go in and buy multiple copies, or buy like whole stacks of them, or auto whole stacks of them. 10 bucks a piece. The day before they show up, these people are already listing them for $25, if not more, on like Marketplace or uh, eBay or, or any place like that. Somebody actually had the facsimile of New Mutants 98 first Deadpool up on eBay for $400. Oh my God. Didn't say it was a reprint. Didn't say it was a facsimile. Oh, no. Just said first Deadpool. Oh. Now, you should know that back when that came out, a price of a floppy book wasn't 699 cents. So six dollars and ninety nine cents. They put the cent symbol there, and I'm like, mm. it's like, don't think <laughs> something's not right it's about like, this. It's like I don't mind paying like ten bucks for a facsimile copy, where it's like the entire original version of that book, ads and all, letters, page, everything. That's I'm like, awesome. that that's cool, but. I am not paying you $25 for the same book the day it came out. Yeah, come on. No. 
because all those books are available in like hundreds, if not thousands of versions of trade paperbacks all over the world. Oh my goodness. You know, black and white editions and, you know, all kinds of craziness like that. Variant cover, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Variant cover, um, bookmarks. I love bookmarks. I'm, I'm like, I just finished the the one that we're going to do Thursday. I just finished that like last night. Uh, I am reading the intro from Tim Sale now. And then there's, you know, an outro on the way out talking about like the extras in the book and everything. Oh, that's sweet. So yeah, we'll be talking that. about that on Thursday, but, um, but I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading that I'm reading, uh, the original Alan Moore swamp thing run Ooh, like nice. the first, the first 13 issues. Um, so I got a bookmark in that book. Then underneath it, I've got, <clears throat> I was gifted, a the complete trade of squadron Supreme from Marvel. I'm like on issue three or four of that, so I got a bookmark in there. Uh, you could be busy <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a couple of hundred long boxes of comics, plus bookshelves and <laughs> you know, hard covers. I will buy the trades if they're cheaper than the hard. If they're way cheaper than the hard covers. But if the hardcover is only an extra five or ten dollars, I would buy the hardcover because yeah. you put the trades on the shelf, and then the page starts curling up. <coughs> so when you put them on the shelf, you have to lay them flat and then put, mm. you know, a dead body or something. On <laughs> yeah, so, something this is not moving. <laughs> you know, something. What? Where'd you buy that? I go. I went to the taxidermist shop. I need something heavy to put onto the book so they don't so they stay flat. Always yelling at me. My editor. <laughs> Jamal, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. Oh, thanks for having and t- telling us about Blackmore. We f- we finally did it. I slept through one of them. You went to a you you went to a Comic Con and slept through another one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but we we finally got together. We fi- we finally good. got it together and and pulled it in today. Um, your uh, your uh, where is it? I put it up here somewhere. Um, now I'm looking for my logo. There it is. There's where you can you can follow uh, Jamal and Blackmore. It's a, 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 a studio logo. Yes. <laughs> Blakemore. Yes. Jeez, I forgot the E. <laughs> StudioLobo.co.uk. Yes. There we go. And his uh, his Twitter handle, or X. Uh, <laughs> yes. Twitter is normal. Twitter, <laughs> uh, is, is in the uh, description at the bottom. Uh Thanks again, and we'll be talking to you soon on the TikTokage. You got it. Uh, thanks and, again. Uh, be looking forward to uh, when you take your first trip into crowdfunding. Here we go.
And uh, <laughs> you'll know I saw it if you think you hear in the distance. <laughs> okay. That's that's my joker laugh. <laughs> so thanks so much. Uh, have a pleasant evening, and we will talk to you again real soon. Take care. Got it. Thanks again. You're welcome. <laughs>